The Daily Rios episode 403, New Comics Wednesday. Hey everyone, this is your host, Peter. It's a new month, it's September, happy September. I have nine recommendations for today's New Comics Wednesday for the week of September 6th, 2017. We start over at Dark Horse with Black Beetle Kara Bochik, hardcover by Francesco Francavilla. This is collecting a story that originally appeared in Dark Horse Presents 28 through 32. The American Black Beetle ventures to the Middle East incognito as Tom Sawyer to fight Nazis in pursuit of a mysterious object of terrible power, a weapon of unknown origin older than the pyramids which could fuel the thousand-year Reich of Hitler's dreams. It's great to get another long-form work from Francesco. Uh, He has been in the business for over 10 years now. I remember seeing his artwork on Black Coat from Ape Entertainment back in 2006 and just being blown away by it. And if you put his work from that time next to what he's doing now, there is a very sincere growth and just an amazing journey of an artist that has been fun to watch over all these many, 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 many years. So congratulations to uh, Francesco for continuing to put out amazing work. And you should go follow his Twitter because he puts out um, some amazing amazing sketches and commissions. Um, and uh, he's just someone that uh, I'm glad is in the comic book industry. And then from uh, D.C., we have Astro City 47 by Kurt Busick and covers by Alex Ross. A special two-part story begins drawn by Mr. Mike Norton, talking about another artist that has uh, been fun to watch over the many, many years of his uh, comic book career. So this two-part story features G-Dog, possibly Astro City's most unusual superhero ever because he is half man, half dog. But which one is running the show? And the answers will change life, reveal another hero's deepest secrets, and possibly, just possibly, save the world. From Boom Studios, we have Lazaretto Number 1 by Clay Chapman and Jay Levang, covers by Ignacio Valencenti. After a pandemic strikes... A dorm complex at a small American college is quarantined, with all of the students trapped within. What first starts out as youthful freedom from authority soon devolves into a violent new society. It's Lord of the Flies on a college campus. Apparently, Clay McCloy Chapman is a playwright who wrote something and performed in something called The Pumpkin Pie Show Stump Speeches. I'm always curious to see when that crossover happens between theater and comics, so um, I'm going to give this one a shot. From Marvel, Venomverse number one of five by Cullen Bunn and Iban Coelho, covers by Nick Bradshaw. Uh, this is spinning out of, what was that miniseries called, Edge Edge of Venomverse or something like that? And um, it finds Venom transported to a far-off world where he learns a terrible truth that a deadly new species called the Poisons has emerged from the vastness of space, and to make matters worse, they are hunting Venoms. Trapped on the planet's surface with a ragtag band of Venomized heroes, 
Eddie has no choice but to mount a counter-offensive and hope to find a way home. And this is for $4.99. I'm not entirely sure why this is on my list, but um, it has me somewhat curious whenever they delve into the origins of the black suit Spider-Man. So uh, I'm not... I'm not betting that this is going to be amazing, but, you know, maybe somebody out there didn't know that this was coming out. All right, let's dip into some comics bio work. From Fanagraphics, we have Last Girl Standing by Trina Robbins. This chronicles a life of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and comics. From her New York childhood in the 1940s to visiting the EC offices and posing for men's magazines in the 1950s, Interacting with rock royalty and entering the orbit of underground cartoonists in the 1960s before moving to San Francisco, co-founding women's comics, and ultimately transforming into a comics historian and lecturer. Trina Robbins broke the rules and takes no prisoners in this heavily illustrated memoir for $19.99. I love me some comic book history, and Trina Robbins probably has one of the most unique point of views concerning comic book history and the industry, so uh, this is a definite must-read. Also from Fanagraphics, Beirut Won't Cry graphic novel by Mazen Kerbaj. Throughout the summer of 2006, during the Israeli attack on Lebanon, Mazen published drawings, comics, and writing giving a first-hand account of someone creating during a time of intense everyday brutality. Drawn and written in English, French, and Arabic, Beirut Won't Cry shows us how an artist views the world and everything in it, his relationships, his family, and his creative pursuits, as it violently crumbles around him. Both historically vital and hilarious, Beirut Won't Cry introduces Mazin's unique voice and urgent pen to an American audience for the very first time, teaching readers how to carry on and resist in times of war and oppression for $30. And then there's another graphic memoir chronicling a part of the world that we sometimes think is way far removed from our own. Duran Duran, Imelda Marcos, and Me from Conundrum Press by Lorena Mappa. This is about growing up in the Philippines in the 1980s with Depeche Mode, Duran Duran, Imelda Marcos, and the People's Revolution. When she learned of her beloved father's fatal car accident, Lorena flies to Manila to attend his funeral. His sudden death sparks childhood memories, weaving the past with the present. Lorena entertains with stories about religion, pop culture, adolescence, social class, and politics. It is a love letter to her parents, family, friends, country of birth, and in the end, perhaps even to herself for $18.99. So two graphic novels sort of centering around the premise of living in these very troublesome regions told very differently, but it's um, something that I'm sure if you are reading it and thinking about today's current political climate and what we're where we are in the world right now, I can't imagine some of this is not going to have um, some relevance. And I have to imagine there are creators right now that are uh, creating works that are mirrors to the time that we are living in. And sure enough, in another five months, six months, a year, we're probably going to see even more work of this nature. And to which I say great, because uh, in times like this, I think some of the best artwork can be created 
and I think it is needed. And um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to give a shout out to these to these two works, um, just to put it out there in front of people's eyes and say, look, what we're going through is not is not necessarily unique in the world, but if all we do is walk through it blindly or with blinders on or just ignoring it, um, we are just going to be destined to live relive history that we don't want to relive. So um, there you go. All right. Um, well, Wonder Woman is all the rage. Speaking of another, you know, uh, comic book project that tried to talk about love and bringing people together, um, there is a novel called Wonder Woman Warbringer, and this is a Random House Books novel for young readers by Lee Bardujo. And the blurb is: She will become one of the world's greatest heroes, Wonder Woman. But first, she is Diana, princess of the Amazons. And her fight is just beginning. Diana longs to prove herself to her legendary warrior sisters. But when the opportunity finally comes, she throws away her chance at glory and breaks Amazon law, risking exile to save a mere mortal. Even worse, this mortal is no ordinary girl. And with this single brave act, Diana may have doomed the world. Aaliyah Keralis is a warbringer, a direct descendant of the infamous Helen of Troy fated to bring about an age of bloodshed and misery. Together, Diana and Aaliyah will face an army of enemies determined to either destroy or possess the Warbringer. If they have any hope of saving both their worlds, they will have to stand side by side against the tide of war. And this is for $18.99. So something different in terms of New Comics Wednesday, a novel. Um, but I imagine that this is... Um, Probably something that is trying to play off the success of the Wonder Woman movie and timed perfectly for the Wonder Woman movie. And, um, you know, sounds kind of interesting. And maybe someone uh, might take a liking to it um, if they like the Wonder Woman movie and they don't really want to read comics. Well, here you go. There's a novel about the character. And finally, and with much congratulations and celebration from tomorrow's publishing, the 100th issue of Back Issue. It's a special centennial issue featuring Bronze Age fanzines and fandom, which I just think is awesome. The story of The Buyer's Guide by founder Alan Light, an interview with the comic book price guide founder Robert Overstreet, Bob Rosakis' DC Comic Mobile Memories, a backstage pass of Super DC Con 76, and histories of the comic reader, Foom, The Amazing World of DC Comics, Charlton Bullseye, Fawcett Collectors of America, etc., etc., etc. Plus, we get to go behind the scenes of Back Issue Magazine itself in an interview with editor Michael Yuri. And this is for $9.95. I love this magazine. It has hit issue 100. It's been around for, you know... Man, it's got to be almost 15 years, probably. I can remember hearing about it uh, even before um, uh, before Brian and I started the Comic Geek Speak podcast. So, you know, maybe somewhere about like 12, 13, 14, 15 years. Um, just a great resource of material about all the comics, the era of comics that I love, the Bronze Age era. Um, so, you know, that's just awesome that it's still around and still putting out great work. Hey, how's it going? I'm Dave DeWanch. 
So this is the second Kickstarter I've done. The first one was Cyrus Perkins and the Haunted Taxi Cab. After two years, I'm back with my next project. I'm doing a Kickstarter because I really, really want full control of this one. Uh, I'm looking to fund the production of the book as well as the printing. Today, I am introing my newest project, uh, which is a zombie coming-of-age story called Spores, Prom of the Dead. Uh, the book primarily focuses on two main characters. It's Christina and Erica, two best friends who, through the course of uh, the series, are going to have their friendship tested. They're going to hopefully survive. We don't know if that's the case just quite yet. I don't want to give away too much. Through a series of unfortunate events, they're thrown together with some of the mean girls and the jocks in the school in a kind of a breakfast club situation. Uh, if you were to imagine the breakfast club in uh, The Walking Dead. So this is the first project that I'm actually publishing myself. I, I've worked with Action Lab. I was the president of the company for oh, a, a group of years. I worked previously as the creative director, so I've helped produce a lot of books, and this is my first kind of foray into uh, self-publishing. So with your help, I'm looking to uh, get the cost of production so I can pay the artists and the, and the uh, colorists uh, to get the book uh, produced and then printed and then distributed. It's Mean Girls Meets Walking Dead. It's 90210 at the end of the world. It's everything I love about the genres blended together. So scroll down, take a look at some of the awesome stuff we're offering, click donate, and, uh, and get your favorite tier. So here's something I haven't done in, in, uh, in my New Comics Wednesday episodes now that I've returned. Um, I haven't listed uh, some sales that, have, that are going on on Comixology. I used to talk about that a lot to try to give those people who want digital comics, um, give them a little shout out. So if you have Comixology Unlimited, you can get Inhumans, the Marvel Knights 12-issue miniseries or maxi-series by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee for 7 bucks, but only until October 1st. So they're having a sale. Just go to the sale section, scroll down to the Inhumans. They have a ton of Inhuman comics, but the one that I think you want to get your hands-on if you like digital comics uh, is this Marvel Knights series. It's so good. It's what I love about the Inhumans. Um, not that I love the Inhumans, but it's it's a story that I think uses them really well. And uh, again, it's only seven bucks for twelve issues. So you can buy the single issues for ninety nine cents. But if, like I said, if you have unlimited, you can get it all for seven bucks. And then the whole reason that um, I even decided to do more Comicsology recommendations on this episode is because I saw that they are putting out a Grant Morrison sale, which ends Monday, September 11th. So you don't have that much time. So in this sale, you can get cheap trades, digital trades of We Three, The Filth, Joe the Barbarian, Kid Eternity, Flexman Tallow, Doom Patrol, Animal Man, Invisibles. You can read his Flash Run, which was a lot of fun. Of course, there's 52, his mega hit run on JLA, and then if you want some reference material reading for uh, Dark Knight's Metal, you can pick up The Return of Bruce Wayne, Batman and Robin, and Arkham Asylum. And then they also have Final Crisis, DC One Million, and so many more. It's a little weird that they don't have multiversity. Uh, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's somewhere else on the website. But you can't go wrong with um, most of that stuff on that list. And then um, from Boom Studios... 
they have a sale as well, but this one lasts until Friday the 8th, so this Friday. It's mostly their younger all-ages material, but they do have Backstagers 1 through 8 on there for a buck each. And um, if you're someone that enjoys theater and enjoys comics, um, this is a nice little mashup of the two. So uh, there you go. Just some recommendations for the digital side of things in uh, comics. Not many people know that Canada actually banned American comic books from coming into the country during the Second World War. And then it started up its own successful comic book industry, which lasted for about six years. My name is Ivan Kalkmerick. I'm a retired high school teacher, and I've been a comic book collector for about 50 years. When I retired, I needed a retirement project. I decided to concentrate on researching these old Canadian wartime comic books. I began an online column about them for Comic Book Daily, and I also wrote an extensive article about them for the 2014 Overstreet Price Guide, and I went around comic book conventions in the province to talk about them. I also decided that the backstories of these artists who drew these pages would make a good uh, supplement to the book as well, and I managed to interview Murray Karn, Gerald Lazar, and Jack Trombley, who are still with us. And I also interviewed family members of 20 of the other artists who worked for Bell Features. All of this led to my book, Heroes of the Homefront. It's over 300 pages long, half original art pages and half text that describes the backstories of the artists. The draft of the book is finished, and about a quarter of it has been designed and laid out. The Kickstarter campaign is to allow the design work to be completed and to fund the distribution and printing of the book. I put this book together so that the artists who created these first Canadian comic books wouldn't be forgotten, and so that their contribution to Canadian popular culture wouldn't be lost. Thanks for taking time to consider this project, and I want to sincerely thank all those people who choose to support the Heroes of the Homefront campaign. Lastly, I want to give a couple shout-outs to uh, some items that I'm going to drop in the show notes, links in the show notes. Uh, the first one from Sean Pryor and Crown Taker Studios, Force Number 1, is available for pre-order. And I'll, I will put a link up to forcefootballleague.com where you can get some previews, some trailers, and how to order info. Uh, if you're looking for something something different from comics, you know, something about football, right? And there's more to it than that. Um, also... Mr. Julian Lytle is releasing an Ants zine. So Ants was a webcomic that he had put out for uh, a number of years. And now it has both a digital release on September 11th, and then there will be a physical release at uh, SPX. And uh, you can order the digital version. Um, again, I'll put the link in the show notes. So, um, And again, that's from Julian Lytle. Uh, so two creators that, um, two friends really, that I've known for a very, very long time and they've been very supportive. So I try to always be supportive of their work as well. So please, at the very least, least just give these two things a look. Um, they might surprise you and um, you never know. You might be able to pick up something that maybe you um, didn't think about before. If you are subscribed to the Daily Rios on iTunes, you notice that on Monday, I dropped an episode called The Legion Project, which is a podcast I'm doing with Eric over at the Longbox Review, sort of a joint venture between the Long Longbox Review and the Daily Rios. And it is all about the Legion of Superheroes, specifically 
the Baxter Run that started in 1984. So we are going to go issue by issue and just talk about a series that I love and talk about a concept, the Legion of Superheroes, that we both love. Um, Eric is a little more is uh, hasn't read as much as of that volume as I have, so um, it's a way to just talk some Legion of Superheroes. So, if you like that first episode, by all means, send send up some, send us some feedback. And if you skipped over it because you weren't sure what it is, uh, I just wanted to give it a little bit of a nod here. Um, so it is a Legion of Superheroes podcast. It is talking about comics uh, issue by issue. It's talking about the the famous, um, affectionately called Baxter Run um, that was sold to direct sales only, and um, most of it is because we wanted to we wanted to do a podcast together. We want we wanted to talk about Legion, and we thought that was a good starting point. So we're not trying to be uh, a Wikipedia for Legion. We're not trying to be a one stop shop. Legion of Superheroes podcast. Um, on that episode, we give mention to a bunch of other Legion podcasts that are out there that will definitely help to fill in the gaps if there are things you don't... Um, if you listen to our podcast and you're like, I don't know what that is. Um, but we're having fun with it. We got an episode recorded uh, and released, and we're going to record another episode this week for release in, uh, oh, I don't know, about two weeks or so. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of great to talk to Eric and have a sounding board to talk some comics. And it's something that we're both really excited about it. So please join us, The Legion Project. I'm going to be releasing episodes um, through the normal feed here at The Daily Rios. He's going to release the episode through his feed as well for his listeners. And, um, you know, maybe we'll get some crossover promotion going. All right, so this has been the Daily Rios episode 403. You know where to reach me, Peter at thedailyrios.com or find me at Twitter at Peter J. Rios. And by all means, feel free to leave a comment on the website, thedailyrios.com. Here we go again. Those of you in the path of Irma, stay safe, and um, I hope everybody comes out on the other side um, safe and um, without too much to deal with um, in light of this very... Very, very scary storm. So, uh, all right. I'm thinking of everybody out there in, in the path of the storm. And um, we will talk to you soon. All right.